Well, you see that FBI guys? They got it. <laughs> they recorded it. Uh huh. The FBI, the guys, FBI you know. guys recorded what she said to me. That's fine. Because it still rings right true. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. That's it. If you're asking for a ransom, you're only asking for two hundred bucks. Whoa. Well, <laughs> well, I see that uh, all the bo- all the lads couldn't be bothered to wear Orlando City colors today. He's just trying to get he's just oh, he's just wait, trying to get his money's worth out of dropping fucking eighty five dollars on this shit club. Yeah, if I didn't take the fucking tag off, it would have been right back in that stadium. Can I? Oh, can I? Can what? I still return it if I have the tag on it? Probably. Yeah, yeah you might. Um, buy it. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm ready to return it at this point, honestly. Or sell it to somebody else. That guy trying to snatch those bags. I was about to stomp on his fucking hand. <laughs> yeah. I look over and this guy's like fucking trying to steal our shit. I said, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Anyways. I'm out here uh, channeling my inner Kevin show. Um, trying to channel the GOAT and see some goals scored. Like I know he's begging for over there in uh, SKC. We're in the same boat, my guy. We feel you. Come on the pod and we can be sad together. <laughs> yeah, nice little plug. Sad, uh, depressed, angry. Many words can be used for the recent string of performances we've seen from Orlando City, tactically by Oscar Pereira. Pereja. It's been a long day. Pereja. He doesn't deserve to have his name said correctly, to be fair. Well, that, now we're down to only two forms of Pereira, Pereja, because we got rid of Andres Pereira. Now there's Pereja and Pereira. Well, Pereja should be gone too. Out. Yeah, we sh- we should be down to one variety of Pereira. <laughs> Maybe we could send Oscar to Philly too. Trade for Jim Curtin. Get a good manager in here. Hey. We still get rid of a Pere- Pereja. All right. Uh-huh. So I guess we can just get this out of the way. Nothing's changed for us, right? Yep. Poppy out. Poppy out. Poppy out. <coughs> Poppy out. Yeah, I mean, I said it last week. I was, like, kind of on the fence about it. I said take it game by game. He's got to win, win or draw these next, what, two, I think I said. With the loss, he's got to be gone. It's just inexcusable. We're going to look back at the end of the season and think what would we have done with the points that we've given up so far. Congratulations on making it here. We uh, we kind of... <laughs> We kind of put a deadline on on that, right? We said the Minnesota get match is like our. Uh, end y'all all did. I said get rid of them now. Yeah, I mean, oh. obviously, ideally, everybody in this room wants him out. But I feel like as a club, we have to be ready to move on after this Minnesota result that we know is going to happen. Well, why couldn't it have been Sunday morning? It, why couldn't it have been Saturday night at? Because it's sacked o'clock. in the morning. That's that's the thing. I walked out of that Don't stadium and said I was texting Al and I said. Uh, I don't even want to give him a press conference. Just give him his things and get him out. Well, he said, you know, we got to keep our heads high. Change wow. change the f- code to the press room. <laughs> yeah, the locker room, yeah. the stadium. Uh, yeah, it's kind of what what did what do you say? What did you say? You said got to keep our heads high. Yeah, I'm right here. We have to keep our heads up oh, after okay. defeat. Yeah, it kind of gives me the same vibes as. Uh, Grant Potter, after every match, was just saying, yeah, the boys gave it everything. Yeah, the lads gave it their all. Man, wow. man made $80 million in one year just to sit there and say the lads gave it their all uh. for six months. And then you see the reports coming out, and all the players were, like, confused on why this man is like, oh, it's okay, just keep your fucking heads up. Sorry, which one like, are we talking about? Ours? Yeah. Northern City? No, Chelsea. Chelsea. Okay. All the Ours. players are like, 
we should be doing better. And all he is saying is keep your heads up. We're fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> at a big club like that, you can't do that. Or the literal same scenario. Yeah. So how uh, for some people to still be backing Poppy after what we've went through, and we're going to go through the stats with, with what Kanata has over here. Um, but it's just been mediocre to below average for the past since the MLS is back tournament. Yeah, we've made the playoffs. We won the Open Cup. You're great for that. But it's, it is time. We've dealt with mediocrity for the past three years. Please leave. Pretty please. Thank you. You're fantastic, but please get out. Yeah, so I know I was probably the first in this room on the poppy out train. I was probably premature in the way I felt that because he really hadn't given me a real reason that he shouldn't be it. But I don't know. I just felt for the longest time that this guy wasn't going to be the guy to take us to that next level. Um, so we're going to look a little statistically into his stint here. Um, I'm going to run through it quickly because I don't need to sit here and go line by line. Um, but currently we're ranked 22nd in or 23rd in the league for goals per match. We're ranked sixth in the league in goals conceded per match. So thank God to Pedro because we have him back there, but we average 51.6% possession. Now with that possession, what do we do? 0.8 goals per match, ranking us Fantastic. 23rd in the league. Expected goals per match, or con- I'm sorry, expected goals combined up until this point in the season, we have a total of 6.4 xG. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Shots on target per match. Out of all the shots we take, we average double-digit shots most of our matches. We only have three on average per a match on target. That's unacceptable. Putting yeah. us 18th in the league. Yeah, that's because Ojeda takes eight shots every fucking game. Yeah. The entire season thus far, we have created seven big chances. We yeah. have missed yeah. three of those big chances. Our accurate passes for a match put us at 18th in the league. Our accurate long balls per match put us at 23rd in the league. Our accurate crosses per the match put us at 21st in the league. Now, <coughs> apologies. Um, you, you say this is a rough stretch. This is a rough stretch of games for us. The team's gelling. Let's look back at 2022. Oh, before you move on, can, t- how many teams are in the league? 28? 29 now. 29. But so, 2020, t- 28. Yeah, so to put this into perspective, we are in the, the bottom half of almost every, every stat, stat except for some defensive stats, obviously. But they're not even good ones. It's just like clearances, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of clearances because we don't attack. So all that just to say we're in the bottom half of basically all the stats that you have run off so far, if not all of them. Right. So this is just a rough stretch of games for us. This is a whole new team, first six games. That's that's the problem here, right? Be, re- be ready. Put, put your think caps on for this one. It might hurt your head a little bit. <laughs> so It's crazy to think about. Looking back last season, our expected goals per match – or our average goals per match, I apologize, 1.3, putting us 22nd in the league. Average possession, 50% possession. possession. What did we do with that possession? Again, 1.3 goals per match, putting us 22nd in the league. Expected goals, 41.3 for the entire season. So that's our combined XG, putting us 25th in the league. Yeah, uh, can you... Is it possible for you to see who had the highest? Yes, Los Angeles with a 69.2. So we were to- 20, no, just, about, just about 30% behind the leaders. Nice. 
Um, big chances created the entire season. We created 45 big chances that put us 19th in the league. Big chances missed, 33, putting us 21st in the league. And that was, you said that was 45 to 33? Yep. Right. Let's see. That is kind of crazy that there were seven teams worse than that. <laughs> Good bad for them motherfuckers. Accurate passes per match put us at 15th in the league. Accurate long well, balls on, per you, match. Before you move on. Sorry, I'm going to go back to that 40, 45 big chances and then 33 missed. That is 73% of our big chances. So the rest of the goals came off of things that weren't considered big chances. So three quarters of our big chances gone. Yep. Um, so then accurate long balls per match, 22, 22nd in the league. Um, accurate crosses per match, 17th in the league. Penalties awarded, we only got four. Put yeah. us at 22 in the league, which is not a bad thing. Goals conceded per match, 1.6. Put us at 20th in the league. That's still not great, yeah. man. XG conceded 50.7, put us at 16th in the league. So we gave away 50.7 chances. That should have been a goal, basically. Um, yeah, man, interceptions per match, 22nd in the league. That's what even that's as clearances, that, yeah. clearances per match, 20th in the league. Saves per match, 23rd in the league. Yeah. So, so we're just not a. Uh, Good team. So, all right. Well, 2022, that was kind of a weird year, right? With Pato being hurt, Facundo's first year. This is just not going to want to switch for me. Yeah. It's heard me roasting. Uh, there we go. Them enough. So we go back to Daryl DK years. You know what I mean? Nani still being here. Um, goals conceded per match, 1.5. Clean sheets, only nine for the year. We conceded three penalties, averaged 2.7 saves per match. We were ranked 13th in clearances per match. Is this a uh, is this COVID year? 21? No, no. This is after COVID year. Third. Successful tackles per match. We were ranked 23rd. Accurate passes per match. We actually were pretty decent this year. We were ranked eighth. Mm-hmm. So, is it our first outside the top 10? Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> What was that? Accurate passes, passes too. Accurate passes, and then average possession, ninth. We were 51.2%. So two out of about 50 that you said so yep. far? But a stat that I find very interesting as to an Oscar Preyas system, 3.4 times a match we would win the ball back in the opponent's final third, ranking us 28th in the league. Pretty much that had to be dead last in that year. It was. It was dead last in that year. So, for all you people that are saying that it's, you know, it's fluke, things have to come together, look, like you said, man, like, I have the utmost respect for Oscar Perea. He stabled this, he steadied the ship here. He gave us a, a foundation. He gave us something to grow upon. He gave us our first real silverware in the MLS era, our first playoff appearance. But when you reach your ceiling, you reach your ceiling. Mm-hmm. There's certain people that look out of their depth in certain situations and certain <coughs> scenarios. Grand Potter. Grand Potter. You know what I mean? It's Again, as an Arsenal fan, I will always, always, always bring it back to this. If Arsene Wenger can get fired at Arsenal for not doing enough with 19 consecutive Champions League's appearances because he didn't win the big game, then anybody else can get fired for not doing enough. 
if, even if you want to bring it, <coughs> if you say nah, stats don't really tell the whole game, you got to watch, they pass the eye test. Well, no, we don't pass the eye tests at all. We have some good individual players. You look at Facundo last year, great season once he got settled into the MLS, but now you see him this season. He's a shell of his former self currently. Ojeda, his, he had, what, two, three goal involvements in two games when Facundo was out on international break. Mo had a good game. But he, Robin, Robin's always solid. You, you really can't hit on Robin. Uh, Antonio's been hurt. But you look, at his, you look at us trying to play as a team, and it's just terrible football. The tactics that it comes down to, uh, just the connections, the movement off the ball is not something that you want to watch every week. And we've obviously now gotten to that point where we don't want to watch it at all. Um, so either way, statistically and or the eye test, just watching them, it's not there. Yeah, so Zach and I uh, join Lions Den um, after the game for their Den After Dark uh, thing. Thanks to those guys for having us on. We appreciate you guys for doing what you do to increase, you know, the engagement and all that. Um, there was talk about lowering expectations. It was mentioned by a couple of people, and I brought up the point of lowering expectations. When I say lowering expectations, I mean as long as Oscar Perea is our manager, the statistics that I just ran off, read, read off to you should be your expectation. We should Your expectation with Oscar, manager, Oscar as a manager here is mid-table, squeaking into the playoffs. Maybe you get lucky in a cup tournament and you get a good draw and a good run of games and you're able to win the, the tournament. If that is not good enough for you, then you should be poppy out. If yep. being a mediocre football team is not good enough for you and you want to see winning, you want to see trophies, you want to see success here, then you should be Oscar out. Yeah. Do you think it just has to do something with Orlando sports in general? <laughs> like that general question, like let's be honest, the Magic haven't been the best. What else? We made the finals once. In 2009, <laughs> yeah. Recently, as of recent memory, like. Right. So I think does that feed into anything, right? Like, where does this mentality of accepting well, sh that shouldn't be in the players? Because none of well, Benji, <coughs> Michael Holiday, uh, who's, who's been another homegrown? Jordan Bender at one point, Mason. Is Mason Mason's homegrown, right? Yeah. yeah. So you have some players, but it's not like two to four players make that much of a difference in the mentality of how you grow up. They've also had coaches throughout their, the youth club system their whole life, and they haven't grown up just being mediocre. They've been on the best teams. But then, like, if you go watch the Magic, sure, they're not the best, but it shouldn't change your mentality as an athlete to not be your best. So, do you have any thoughts on this? No. All right. I wasn't even talking about the players. No, so... Fan base-wise. Just, I think like it comes down to the fan base, well... American sports in general, right? The way American sports are set up, they're, spe they're, they're run by a single entity. No other group in the world, no other business in the world is allowed to be run like that. It's considered a monopoly, actually. So for the owners of these teams, there's that, that safe net, you know what I mean? That they're always going to make money because of the way the league's set up. They get these... TV rights, they get all these other things. Even if their team is shit like the Jags for years and hey, years and years. What the <laughs> fuck? I'm sorry. But you know, the yeah. Jets, the Jags, the Browns. Dog. All those teams have had the same owners. <laughs> Could have been us. We made the fucking playoffs this year. 
but for the longest time, right? You were us. You, you had the same owners throughout <laughs> all those terrible years. You had the same owners throughout all those terrible years. You had all the, sa- the same Blazers. owners. So Fuck off. <laughs> Hell no. So with American sports being set up like that, there's not the fear of if I don't win, I don't make enough money, I don't make money as a brand, we don't grow. Without that being there, owners of clubs are not as invested. Or owners of teams are not as invested. So you don't see the Magic getting the type of investment that you see other teams in the NBA getting, like the Lakers, like the Celtics. They're established entities that will invest. You know what I mean? The Magic aren't established like that. All Orlando teams come and go, it feels like. The Magic have been here for forever. So with like Orlando City, we finally now have a owners that seem to be invested in the club, right? And the betterment and the growth of our club. So hopefully we can see, you know, that drive as a fan base, as a club, as a team to be that top tier, that championship winning team. But yep. I just feel like American sports culture is very different where it's like the owners and the and the front office don't fear. Well, because there's no risk of like how you see over in, in Europe, the whole promotion relegation system, right? If you if you do bad and you shit the bed, you're going down a league. You're not making as nearly as much money from you know competitions from the um, FA. FA, yeah. yeah, exactly. There's a there's a fear of of risk in that situation. Whereas in American sports, you can finish in the playoffs, nothing happens. Or if, sorry, if you don't finish in the playoffs, nothing happens to you. I feel like that's where we as a fan base kind of gets sucked into where we're all right if we make the playoffs because you know nothing else is going to happen to us. Whereas you know, people who support European clubs, they see we want to win because, one, we make more money. It's more fun to watch. You get to watch more of it. And I feel like we lose that here in America. So that was um, a question that was brought up by somebody in our Discord, which if you're not in the Discord, the link's in the description. Get in there, man. We have some great conversations. You guys get to contribute to the podcast through there. Um, that was a good point that somebody brought up. Is making the playoffs still an acceptable benchmark for us? Considering the fact that when we joined the MLS, only six teams from each conference were making the playoffs. And that was how many? Nine? 18 total. Yeah. Good, old, good old days back then. 18 total teams are now making the playoffs. And Way typically, over half. typically, like this person said, that person that's in that ninth seed is someone with a negative goal differential, a negative 500 record, squeaking their way into the playoffs. Is that it shouldn't be a playoff team. Is that an acceptable benchmark? For me, I'd say no, because if we were firing, say, Adrian Heath for not making the playoffs when we weren't finishing <laughs> in that sixth seed, but now we're okay with finishing in the ninth seed when we finished in the ninth seed when he was here. So it's like... It's the, you're sitting at the same like level, like the same quality of football. Then, well, Yeah, we may have bigger names. We have owners that invest more money. But then that's even worse, because if you're finishing in the same spot that you were in than we did in 2015, 2016, whatever year it was, um, then we're, we're aggressing as a club realistically. More investment, more talent, and you're finishing in the same spot. What like what are you doing? And it feels like a slap in the face too, right, to finish in the same spot and say, hey, you guys tried. You guys did, did good enough. Here, go just ahead and yeah. go, go to the playoffs. Why not? And it just feels embarrassing sometimes, right? The past, what, two seasons, it was – was it New England? New England and Philly that we lost to? I think so. In the playoffs? Like, to get battered by them, I feel like we don't even deserve mm, no. it. Nashville? Nashville. Mon- Nashville. Nashville. Nashville and then Montreal first round. Oh, you were Montreal. just off. 
Yeah. No. The yeah, Montreal was yeah, last no, year. No, no. I, was, I was thinking 2020 or 2021. That was it. When it was NYC. NYC, and then we, we played beat NYC, and then I'm talking the loss next, to next round England when we got battered. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the last we'll say, I guess, on the poppy out for the rest of this episode, and we'll talk about other stuff. I got one more thing after you, though. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say these are really. The, my point is these are. People are really worked up about this stuff, right? Like, everybody's very defensive because we all love this club, and people don't want to hear things bad said about their club because they're invested. Yep. You know what I mean? We're all invested. But these are really good conversations for us to be having, I feel like, as a fan base. And we need to listen to each other. And not get riled up on Twitter. Exactly. Not in, in Twitter and in person. You know what I mean? Like, I just laid out my point of view very factually, very calmly to every single one of you guys. And now, if you disagree... Lay it back out to us so we can see. Someone in the Discord just said people got to chill on Twitter, man. Yeah, so hey, <laughs> perfect. Right on, right on time, my guy. Like, that's that's basically my point. Like, it's it just comes down to as everything else in society, we can all learn from each other. So let's all listen to each other. You may have some really good points on why Oscar Perea should stay here, but if you're calling me a fucking idiot and you don't want to listen to me, I'm just not going to listen to anything you have to say. Uh, you can have your opinion. Yeah, it absolutely. Could it be wrong? Uh, Most likely. Yeah, you may have <laughs> a stupid opinion. <laughs> I may have a stupid opinion, yep. but guess what? It doesn't matter. It's your opinion. Yeah. yeah, just have a civil conversation about it. There's no need to call someone, you know, the fucking idiot about it. Just just lay it out there, right? It's just not good enough, is it, so far? Uh, all right. My last thing that I was going to say is bring it back to what you said as, like, just kind of like Orlando sports in general. Guardians are 1-6 right now. We're mediocre. The Magic are under 500. But you look back at Orlando City in the USL days... We were the team that everybody feared. So, like, what happened to the mentality of we're winning the USL every single year? We're going to – I don't even remember what we did in the Open Cup. We might have gotten knocked down the first round every single time. But, like, we wanted to win trophies. We were going to win trophies. So that how did that mentality shift just moving to a new league? Like, we were on the top of the USL. But then you come to the MLS. I understand it's higher competition, obviously, blah, blah, blah. But you still have that same mentality of wanting to win trophies every year. So if it's the fans in Orlando, we had that. We had the championship mentality. Well, I mean, it's kind of like a team from the championship going up to the prem, right? You don't see Bournemouth going up and going, oh, we're winning the fucking league. You got Brentford up there. You got Brighton up there fighting for European spots. You got Fulham yo-yo club, but they're in the top half of the prem right now. So if you have that mentality, boom, you're there. I think it comes down to the years of mediocrity that happened at the beginning of the of our MLS stint. You come in with, with this drive, this passion. We're coming in here. Let's win this thing. Let's do this. And then that first year, bam. All right, well, that didn't go as planned next year. Well, that was kind of even worse than last year was. And then it just continued to be at that point. So that belief in this club fell off. So we're finally getting that belief back, right, with this Open Cup. Like, the fan base believes, this club believes, we're in the top ten of attendances every week for home matches. Like, this, this club believes in the product that we have here. But, again, if we do the same thing we did the first time where we accept mediocrity for years to come after this, that passion is going to die right back off. I remember at this point last year we were talking about winning the casual fan back. Now we're mad because there's so many fucking casuals in the stadium that don't know what's going on, right? Oh, yeah, they see this and they're not going to come back. So, you know, we're at a point. We're at a crossroads here. we got to make a decision as a club. We have to make a decision as a club. Get Marcelo Gallardo in now. Yes. Bring him in, bring somebody in, or 
put a statement out there saying that Oscar Pereja is finishing the season with us. <laughs> give him. You're saying give him a timeline. Right. Yeah. At the bare minimum. Tell him he's got till December. You know what I mean? Like Oscar Pereja will be with us until December. As much uh, as you, well, end of season. Whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry. End of season. As much as you, as much as we in this room don't want to hear that. If the club came out and said that, I'm gonna stand behind this team. I'm not going to sit here and week in and week out, Poppy needs to go, Poppy needs to go, because I know that's not going to make a difference. What we're trying to do right now as a fan base is make our voices heard. So show us that you hear us, either back your manager or make the decision. Yeah, I think, I can't remember who it was, but there was some manager, I think it was over in Europe, they literally had, like, you have to hit X amount of points by X amount of time, you have to be in this part of the table, whatever it is. So if they said that, they say, all right, if we're not in the top half or top 10 statistically of X attacking stats or X defensive stats, and then we're not in the top four, we don't have a home playoff spot, boop, you're gone. Sure, go ahead and do that. But at the same time, we've also said, what is there to lose? I trust that's, so how are we – you just got to make a decision, man. There's pretty much only room for us to improve off the stats that he just read from the past yep. three years. There's been no improvement at all. Yep. So what's the what's the point of giving him more time with a team that should be way better than what, exactly. what we're doing right now? Yep. Yep. It's just fucking annoying at this point. It's exhausting. I'm sitting over here quiet because I'm like we fucking talk about this all the time but we have to fucking talk about it. Uh, so you bring everything back to Arsenal, I bring it back to Chelsea. We saw m- the mad, mad amounts of uh, just furious fans over what was happening with Graham Potter. Todd Bowley ended up in Twitter spaces listening to fans rant. So if, if our owners want the best for this and they didn't just invest to uh, to just make money, <coughs> Glazers, <coughs> there you go, uh, then... <laughs> We better start seeing it soon. I think we brought it up last. I can't remember if it was. I can't remember if you were here or not. But we brought it up last episode. If if Oscar's not gone, if we don't see, even if we just talked about it, just setting ultimatums for him, then the questions go to the hierarchy of the club. Yep. So we're we're almost getting to that point. Doesn't that seem a little bit ridiculous to set ultimatums? Just get rid of him. It, it should. Just, be it just feels like a something a smaller club would do. Like, come on, we got to help you get to this point or else you're well, never going to do it. They're just saying you have yeah, to be here. they're saying that, but that's like, come on, we believe in you. Let's get here so we can keep you. Like, does okay. that not feel weird to you at all? No, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a, it's a small club mentality. Um, uh, it is. It, it is. Right. So let's say in, in your job, do you not have, like, goals you have to hit, numbers, amounts of money that you have to bring in? people walking in doors blah 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 so if, like if you want your job mm-hmm. and you want to keep it and you want to get better you want to get raises you want to mm-hmm. move up the ladder you have to hit certain ultimatums and that's right. the same thing no th- but the difference is those ultimatums those goals are laid out to me from the start of my job so it's increased by this percentage monthly cut costs by this percentage monthly this month you guys need to do this kind of stuff you know what i mean so those goals should have been laid out to Oscar Preyoff from day one. Well, who says they weren't, to be fair? So if those were <laughs> laid out day one, what the <laughs> fuck it, are we doing? Here we are. Right yeah. now, I feel like, um, what's it called? If they were laid out day one and, and this is what's happening, I would be extremely fucking worried. <laughs> if the goal was make the make the playoffs in the nine seed. 
<laughs> well, the thing is, I feel like the goals from day one are different from the goals that we have right now, right? Day one, we probably were looking to make uh, a playoff spot. We were looking to make a little run in the Open Cup. Now we have bigger aspirations that we've achieved right. some of our goals. So you do a yearly you do a yearly review. Yeah. In my type of work, and most businesses do. You do an annual review. At the end of the year, you look at your numbers from last year, and you create new goals every year based on what you did last year. So it's not like I'm still comparing myself to the numbers that I did in post-COVID because in my line of work, when the bars were shut down and all that kind of stuff, when everything opened back up after COVID, man, they we fucking bankrolled, dude, because we were the only state in the United States that were fully open. Bars were fully open, you know, like – we we made so we 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 did great so it's like orlando city when we play the mls's back tournament in our own backyard and we do great and we do this with all this stuff you can't keep comparing yourself to then you have to look at the most recent year and create goals you know what i mean again sorry for bringing it back to arsenal but (laughs) the goal day one of this season was let's make the top four Mm -hmm. we want to be in the champions league we got about halfway through the season. That goal changed, man. The goal is now to win the league, and it's ours to lose, you know? like So goals can change over time, and those can be set by the front office. That's your job, you know what I mean? Your, your job is to challenge everybody involved in this club, yep. to be better every single day, not to just tell people, hey, well, the lads gave it their all. <laughs> Keep your heads up. Yeah. <laughs> we said we were going to stop talking about Oscar like 10 minutes ago, but yeah. – uh, I, I feel like that's just a conversation that it's it's taken over the fan base right now. That was kind of nice to rant a little bit. Yeah. Okay. okay. Is the tape? Am I the only one hearing that? Yes, you are. I can't hear anything, obviously, with the headphones. Well, but I looked back and you laughed, so I thought you heard it too. No, because you just fucking went. Yeah. Oh well, because I was looking at the tape because it sounded like it's going, and it's eventually just gonna. All right. One more. One more talking point for this episode. Facundo Torres, man. So it's an interesting one. This is a talking point that's going on across the fan base. Facundo Torres, Mauricio Perea, and Ojeda. What is the best way to use those three players? I think, and this is going to be quite hot, I think if you're going to play with Facundo and Ojeda, Mo cannot be on the field at the same time. Yeah, but that's the problem that we've had is it's our captain. So how do you take your your captain off the pitch? Uh, your coach figures it the fuck out is what should happen. So yeah. the way I feel about it is that all three of those players can be on the field at the same time. Oscar's just got to nut up and tell our wingers that they are playing the fucking wing. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? You have your right wing, who is usually Facundo. Or Ojeda sometimes, cutting into that that space that Mo's usually in at Cam, because you want to push Mikey or in past situations Ruan so high, you just clog the middle and then right. nothing happens from it. If we could get our wingers to play high and wide, feed them the ball with their <laughs> with them facing the goal, I take Facundo and Martin Ojeda one on one against ninety seven percent of the the fullbacks in the league. Yeah, could have worked against Shaq more, but here we are. But 
that's my personal opinion is that I think all three of them can play on the field at the same time. And personally, I like Mo better in the eight when he's able to drift forward more and he has that liberty to get more forward. But it just doesn't seem like he has that in this system. So So the only thing is Felipe's came in and started the past two games. He had a very good first game. And then obviously no one really had a great game, but he was a decent he was a decent player on the pitch for us last match. So has he kind of made that second more defensive midfielder role his own? Because if so, it's either taking Araujo off the pitch and then it being Mo and Felipe, but then your midfield is kind of old and maybe not the fastest. So you you got a choice to make there in playing Mo at like the eight position down there. Also, don't forget Cartagena's had a good run of games before he went off for international duty too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. So that's again. I. It's interesting. It's a debate to be had. It's very stylistically different players, but I don't know, man. Like I think Felipe could play an eight. You know what I mean? Like he could play that eight role. His passing range is better than Rojo's. So he could play the eight getting a little bit more advanced and as he gets more advanced he will become more comfortable in those attacking positions in those final thirds i mean you look at granite jaka guy couldn't attack to save his life and now he's one of our top goal scorers (laughs) unless it was a free kick against chelsea on boxing day you know so that's what i'm saying is that the manager can make all the difference so it's to me this debate isn't about who to use and who should be on the field and who should be off the field and stuff like that. It should. It's how to use them all correctly. I don't know if Oscar knows how to do that, though. That's the problem. So if, if we can figure it out, then OC I, Fan TV quad manager. Shoot, just wait till we get the wait till we wait till we get the tactics board. Wait till we get the tactics board, and I'll show you boys how we should be playing with these fucking guys that we have on our team right now, and we'd win the league. Can I ask or say something? No. no, no, you're just on the podcast right. not to say something. Well, I don't know. This, I, might, I, I, this yeah. might be very hot. I'm, I'm not sure. Go ahead. Um, when are we going to stop overhyping Angulo? Hmm. Man tries to fucking take on 25 fucking defenders. <laughs> All at one time. This might just Every fucking yeah. game. <laughs> that was Angulo saying, shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> Am I wrong, though? So He gets I, into great positions, and he tries to become fucking prime messy. And dribble yeah, through their whole defense and lose the fucking ball, or get a good chance in front of goal and miss it. So the only thing I have to say to that is he tries to take on players. It's a, a fifty-fifty might be generous of he wins that or he doesn't win that, but at least he's taking on players because uh, most of our attacking players in our history would either try to go at a guy, realize he's not getting past him, and then pass it backwards. But at least he's trying to go at it, and then he wins corners sometimes. There was also a big conversation of uh, short corners and, and long throw-ins and stuff uh, and we, and us trying to rely on those for goals, which shouldn't be our thing. Well, we try to fucking draw penalties. That's I mean, yeah. But for your point, Angulo, would you rather have him try to take players on and try to actually do something, or would you rather him pass it back and then start the whole yeah. conundrum of passing it around the box, losing it, and then we're, we're sitting back again for 90 minutes? I just minutes. think we have... Better wingers on this team. Like? Uh, fucking Ojeda and Facundo. Well, yeah, we've had that conversation. One of them, So let's just say Facundo's on the other side. Uh, then are you playing Ojeda out left and then Mo in the middle? I'd 
Yeah, yeah, but I would probably play with like two number eights and a six. All right, so give me your front three and then the midfield. Car. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Honestly, right now it would be Ojeda out left, uh, Duncan up top, Facundo out right, and then it'd be Mauricio, and I don't know. I'm thinking Felipe, Daggerdan. I think you would just have to figure out who plays well next to, like, Mauricio. Would you be mad? In that type of system. Would you be mad at, like, a, let's just say Araujo is the city in the midfielder, and then you have, let's say, Mo at, like, an eight, but then you have Ojeda kind of sitting under the striker a little bit, playing off of the striker, and then and maybe Angulo because he has more speed playing off the striker, and then Ojeda out left. Fuck it, try it out. I mean, as long as Facundo and Ojeda stay out wide and don't yeah, clog up the I middle feel anymore. Like if you bring Ojeda in the middle, don't. Then they're gonna, that's what you just said, isn't it? No, I said they need to stay out wide. I said as long as they don't come into the middle. Didn't you just say Ojeda was playing? No, I, I switch it to it. I switch it to Angulo because oh. he has a little bit more speed, and maybe you can make the runs in behind. I a little would quicker. say, like fucking nah. Oh, Angulo could go out wide. Ojeda could go out wide. Either of them could play in the middle. I, I don't care. All right, last talk, actual last talking point. Let's make it quick because we're about 40 minutes in on this pod. Heard. Um, who's starting up top for you? Duncan. 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 I just, Duncan. I just, Duncan. I mean, I just said my. Talk. Oh, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah um, Enrique has definitely taken up better positions. I like his movement better on the field than Kara. But he's still not scoring, so we need a nine not scoring. So it's next man up. Duncan is. Oh, I think I say it every pod. He just impresses the hell out of me. His work ethic is he's pretty he's, fucking fast too. He for a big man, he can move. Uh, uh, he can hold it up better than Kara. His first touch is better than Kara. His his passing, his layoffs are better. Uh, he almost could have scored against. I think it was last game. Was or who was Nashville? No, Nashville or Charlotte. Yeah, a little glancing header he tried to put in near post, and unfortunately the keeper was there, but he almost almost could have had a goal again. If he keeps his form up, he's starting striker for the rest of the season. All right, well, if you like what you heard here, please make sure you hit that notification bell. Fan reacts are coming out for every match. Um, make sure you guys come out and see us outside of Gate C. Uh, Hit that subscribe button. It do, helps us out a lot. If you want to see more information, or more of this kind of stuff, make sure you hit subscribe to our Patreon. We got some different packages, some different things on there. If you want to join more of the conversations, make sure you hit that Discord link. Get in there. It is completely free to join our Discord. So go ahead and do it. Get in the community with more Orlando fans. We we have respectful and civilized conversations in this. That's actually Discord. not a lie. We do. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> If you like what you see here, go ahead and check out our Instagram at OCFanTV, our Twitter at OCFanTV22, our TikTok at OCFanTV. If you're hearing us, then you're listening to us on our Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever the hell else you found us. Um, if you're watching us, then you found the YouTube, and you already know what to fucking do with that. And then... Hit the like button, too, please. Yeah, make sure you hit the lights, like button. It helps us out with uh, all the uh, algorithms and all that stuff. And then for another time... Said and, and then again, again for another time. Oh, fucking Jason Christ can go piss on a fucking.
wall. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at this point. No, you should have said pissed on like a. Never mind. Huh? <laughs> Piss on a fucking overgrown poison ivy bush. <laughs> Piss out your ass. What the fuck? What, is whatever going that's on, from. Man. I can't remember what that's from. Hey yo. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is that from? No one. You're drinking out of fucking magical openings, <laughs> pissing out of your ass. Are you okay? No, is it? No, it's from South Park. Who's? I was just watching that with you. Anyway, don't, don't look like you don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, we'll catch y'all. <laughs> you bum. We'll catch y'all on the next one when we preview uh, Oscar Perea's last match as our manager. Oh.